Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Well, welcome everyone to episode 12 of season three of our podcast. We're really thankful for you joining us today, especially during this busy Advent season. And I'm really excited. We have with us today someone new to our team. We're really blessed to have Lisa Livesey. Hi, everyone. Lisa joined our team right before our October conference. And she has so many gifts today. I was thinking about her great peace and her joy, which are kind of themes of this scripture today. And also, Lisa is a woman of deep insight. So you are in for a treat listening to Jen, who we're also excited to have on the podcast today. Hey. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be great. So just real quick, I was thinking about the busy season of Advent and we're supposed to be taking time to pray and to meditate, but we have so many things to do. So I just thought, high-low, we do a little high-low in our family at dinner time. What's one of the highs and what's one of the lows for you about this season? Good question. Hmm. For me, I would say that one of the highs is just the anticipation of the Lord hmm. and also that you can have Music that talks about Jesus playing everywhere. Yes, you do. That's a good one. The low for me is that sometimes there tend to be more of a sickness that goes around, and usually like about two weeks before Christmas, because <laughs> mm. I think we're all burning the candle at both ends yeah, a little bit. That's very really true. Yeah. Oh. I think a new high for me is, you know, our older kids have left for college, so it's the excitement of the family all being in the house again together, you know, it, it adds an, a little extra magic to mm -hmm. the season to be back together again. And a low, I'm sure this is true for so many people, but just all the things, <laughs> all the things. I said to Matt this morning, I'm like, I feel like most of my life is organizing and keeping track of things and I can't keep track of all the things. I feel you. <laughs> so. I will do my low first. My low is definitely not having my mind racing with all the to-dos. So I'm a um, list maker. And so it's just like redoing my list constantly. So I can actually, once I write it out, then I can have my prayer time kind of thing. So it's not letting the list take precedence over time with the Lord. So, but I feel the same way. I feel like every time one of my kids goes away and then comes home. You know, my youngest went to college this year and he was home for the first time really for Thanksgiving and just that magic. It's really mm -hmm. magical. So I can relate to that. My son is in the army. Oh, yeah. And so having him come home is going to be a real highlight for us this year. He just joined over the summer. So listeners, may your advent be filled with more highs than lows. Mm. Well, as we approach this third Sunday of Advent, we are, let's see, we're, I don't know, two weeks away from Christmas by the time this episode gets launched. Those of us who are in liturgical churches are preparing to light our third Advent candle, which is the pink candle. 
we call this Gaudete Sunday. Various translations as to how you actually pronounce that, but it's the Sunday to rejoice. And this candle really indicates a break from our time that's supposed to be penitential, this Advent time, a time of prayer and fasting. And this is supposed to be a sign of like the joyful feast that comes in Christmas in Jesus. So we know that as we just shared about the lists, it's a really hard time in this modern world to make Advent prayerful. But we invite you to do that. And especially in this episode where we talk about rejoicing in the Lord, we hope that you can um, take away something to meditate on that will give you joy. So the scripture that we chose for today is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 24. So Jen, would you read that for us? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. And may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it. Wow, so much in that. <laughs> who wants to jump in and start to <laughs> unpack it? <laughs> oh, I can just jump in. That The translation I was using at the end uses the words, he who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And those four words just stood out to me. <laughs> he will do it. I love that. Mm. It's the work of God in our hearts, in our lives. He will do it. Yeah, it's funny. I took a look at the other scriptures for this Sunday in Advent, and the Old Testament scripture is from Isaiah 61, which here at Heart of the Father, we're really familiar with because we believe that Jesus's mission is our mission, mm -hmm. and this is the mission that Jesus proclaims that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But later in the scripture, I'm not sure what verse it is, it says, a garden makes its growth spring up. And I was thinking about the work that God does, you know, and and the idea that like, okay, so here on the East Coast, it's freezing today. Mm -hmm. And so my garden is looking sad and dead and I need to clean it out, but <laughs> it's really going dormant right now. And so you, you think nothing's happening. And yet every spring, a garden makes its growth spring up. Yes. You know, and so I was just thinking about those words, he will do it, he will accomplish it. It's like, even when you don't see anything happening, God is is doing something mm -hmm. and accomplishing something. So even in the dormant season, he's at work. And there hasn't ever been a spring where mm -hmm. growth didn't spring up in my mm -hmm. garden. And I've been at my house for 18 years yeah. now, you know, so... Amen. I love that. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I love that he will do it. One of the things that had struck me when I was reading this scripture was that there's the first portion of it has things that we are to do mm. and not do. And then the second part shows the things that God does and that, that ends with he will do it. And so just some of those things are that we are to do are to rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all things. We are not to do, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophesying, 
Test everything and hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. I know this is a slightly different translation. So those are the things that we are to do. And maybe I'm thinking of that with what you were saying, Jen, about the garden. So when we go out in the spring, Mm -hmm. we prepare the soil, we plant the seeds. But what does God do? God brings the sun and the rain and the growth. So as we look at this scripture, what is God doing here? Well, may the God of peace himself sanctify you. So he will sanctify us and he will keep us spirit and soul and body sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And he who calls you is faithful. He calls us. Mm -hmm. There's this guy on Instagram who does Mm -hmm. these videos about plants primarily. And just like the amazing depth and breadth and, you know, the nutrients and you crush this mango seed and put it on your hair and it'll grow. Like, you know what I mean? They're just like the way you can just take a little piece of one plant, put it in some water and then boom, a couple of weeks into it. And so he's just a reminder to me of how amazing, profoundly miraculous the gift of plants are to us from the Lord. And Mm -hmm. there's so much we're just even learning about them scientifically because we know how to study them. And it what Jen and Lisa both said too, just that representation of what God does in us and it's his work. He is the one who does that. We can't make the piece of avocado sprout and become a new one, but but God has ordained that to Mm -hmm. happen. And our part in it is to draw near to God. That was another scripture that had come to my mind surrounding this was draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So in the garden, we start working in the garden. We draw near to the garden and then God does the work. We draw near to God first and he waits for us. He doesn't force us into anything. He's waiting, wanting us to come to him. And when we come, he's ready to do it. And like plants, we need light and water and you know, standing in the light, abstaining from every form of evil, being in the light, like repenting from our sins, bringing them to the light, you know, just all the light themes throughout, particularly the Advent and Christmas time, and then how Jesus is our living water and how just being, like I was thinking of the little avocado seeds sitting in a half a cup of water. I just made me think of sitting in the water of, Mm -hmm. you know, the word and his presence. Soaking. Soaking. Soaking it in. Mm. So good. And then like plants, we have times where we need to be dormant. Mm. That's hard this time of year. Mm. Uh, But there are places we can find, places of quiet, be it ever so momentary Mm -hmm. in a church. And I do think sometimes the holidays, the churches allow for that a bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful with all of the decorating. And so we can, if we can make a point to set aside even just a few moments, we can really perhaps have some of that quiet that we need. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I keep going back to the very first line in both the translations we've looked at today, rejoice always. And thinking about what the two of you have shared about drawing near to God and what he's done, but looking at that rejoice always, it's like the foundation for all of that is that he's already done it. Mm-hmm. And so we can rejoice always because he's already sent his son and made a way for each of us to draw near to him. 
And that's the foundation for everything in our relationship with the Lord and in our lives. And so I'm just like reflecting a little bit on that of just remembering the foundation of it all, you know, that it's a work that he's already done. I was saying to Jacqueline before we started the podcast, the New Testament reading for this Sunday is John the Baptist. Mm. And I was thinking, I like realize, you know, maybe not for the first time, but John the Baptist is saying, he's talking about Jesus, but he doesn't know Jesus. So he's preparing people for Jesus to come and he doesn't, he hasn't met him yet. He doesn't know him. And what a gift we have to be on the other side of that. In Advent, we're preparing for Jesus to come, but he's already come. So we know through a veil, right? But we already know what's coming and have already tasted and seen in a way that John the Baptist didn't get to. Now, of course, John the Baptist got to meet Jesus. <laughs> so in person, you know, so just maybe a little advantage there. But yeah, it just struck me today, you know, just thinking about like, what was that like? It's just so, such an amazing thing that he could proclaim those things. The one coming, I am unfit to tie yes. his sandals. Did yes. I say that right? You know. And he said, he must increase and I must decrease. Yeah. I think was thinking too when you were saying that the work's already been done of how Jesus on the cross said it is finished. And sometimes that's encouraging to me because if there might be things in our lives that don't feel very finished, situations that feel like there's a lot of work to be done or, but we can rest in knowing that the work was done by Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And even though things might be in process right now, we can rest and rejoice that mm-hmm. things will come to fruition, that he has a plan, and that we can trust him even when things don't seem to be easily explainable. Yeah. Because the one who calls us is faithful. I thought of that scripture, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord Mm -hmm. in the land of the living. And that's always our hope, that we will see those things that seem unfinished, finished in this time in the land of the living. But Where we can go deeper in our hope is trusting that even if we don't, we will see them restored and finished at some point. Beautiful. Neil talked about Simeon last week in the podcast. We can't all be Simeon who sees Jesus in the temple or John the Baptist who meets Jesus. Yeah. But in heaven, we will see more clearly, right? Amen. Amen. One of the things that I was thinking about, I don't come from a tradition where the word Advent was used, so it's something more recent in my Christian experience. And so the word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And again, the idea of arrival of Jesus on Christmas Day, but as we've been talking, it also means our coming, our arrival of us to him. And Jesus is waiting for us, ready to love and heal when we approach him, whether it be at the manger or at the throne. I think that's a perfect place to end, Lisa, because, yeah, just that encouragement to to go to him right now and during all of Advent as well. I think you might have the the light of you, Lisa. Would you end us in prayer? I'd be happy to end in prayer. Lord, I want to thank you so much for this time together. 
the three of us here doing this podcast, but also together with everyone who's listening, family of Christ, people who love you. And I just pray that as we go about our tasks, our lists, all of the things, Lord, um, as we approach that day of remembering and celebrating your coming to us, that in these days leading up to Christmas, that we will come to you, that we will seek you, and that we will be doing our part of rejoicing and praying and giving thanks and resting upon you, knowing that you not only have already done a finished work, but that you are also sanctifying us in spirit, soul, and body, and that you will do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lisa. So thank you guys so much for the, I feel like I left with some good takeaways for Advent. I think particularly just that it's his work. So I'm thankful that it's his work, but he's also given us our work to do. And we just want to invite you to support us in our work. If you feel called, if you haven't heard yet, we're in the middle of our annual appeal and we now have a match. It's very amazing. We have a match for any donations given throughout our appeal. Wow. So just wow, right? Mm -hmm. So we're thankful for all of you who have already donated. And if you haven't yet, would you dream and expect with us for 2024? You can read more about our appeal, dream and expect on our blog, on our website at heartofthefather.com. And I'll link it in the show notes as well as a link to donate. And next week, Matt joins us for our final Advent episode. So we'll see you then. Goodbye for now and God bless. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20